0: Canada curious? This is the Yes We Canada podcast, the progressives guide to getting the fuck out. This episode is called Parlez-vous Canadian? Eh? Hi, I'm Matt Zimbel in Montreal. And I'm Mio Edelman in Toronto. So you want to immigrate to Canada, eh? That's great. Welcome, Bienvenue.
1: You know we need more people up here, Mio. Because what's uh, that? Well, we're not fucking very often here, and, <laughs> and, and to, not <laughs> to that, put too fine a point on it, we're running out of folks. Is, that your, pitch? To Canada, is that your That's
0: your immigration she?
1: <laughs> we're okay. running
0: out of folks. Okay. Well, assuming, <laughs> assuming you want to come to Canada, uh, assuming you want to immigrate, and, and I hope you are going to, because this entire podcast is all about that. Uh, let's look at your chances. Over the past 20 years, roughly 235,000 new immigrants come to Canada every year. And the current Liberal government has taken that number up to 300,000 people per year. But there's a lot of criteria to get by the bureaucrat bouncer at the Canadian immigration rope line, because Canada is a disco. But if you're between 18 and 54, language is an important factor for your approval. To successfully immigrate to Canada, get this, you have to speak and understand. Either English or French at what's called level four. That's it. It's just called level four. For about 80% of immigrants to Canada, English or French is not their mother tongue. So with level four, you could understand a grocery list, but not a doctoral thesis. And can I just say, as a native English speaker myself, that most doctoral theses, and I've fallen asleep reading a few, <sighs> Are written in a pseudo-intellectual style we call contemporary wankage, or in French, check my pronunciation here, wankage contemporain. That sounds fantastic. Which I, <laughs> which I think sounds smarter, right? Every, everything so sounds smarter in French, Mio. Exactly, exactly. Especially even wanking. Please don't feel excluded if you don't understand the thesis. You weren't meant to. Only other ascot-wearing academics (laughs) sipping a glass of Claret could possibly understand it. And the truth is, you'll usually find more compelling writing on a grocery list. As an American, this language proficiency test should be a slam dunk for you, but after watching a couple of episodes of Duck Dynasty, we may need to hedge our bets. can't
1: understand a word he says. It ain't no doubt in my mind. You're straight that boy. Ow. Look, first of all, once your papers for immigration are deemed in order, and people in government love process, you will have to have a personal interview with a Canadian immigration officer. And I would highly recommend that you do not say, fuck, followed by, pardon my French at the interview. It's not French, <laughs> it's English. In fact, the French don't even think of fuck as a bad word. I mean, you can read it in family newspapers quite regularly on the front page. And Francophone Quebecers, a verb-loving people, have even figured out a way to conjugate fuck. They turn it into fucké, which means all screwed up. (laughs) Tabernacle, le patente est tout fucké. Now, the translation there is, damn, the thing is all fucked up. Now, for those of you who are sticklers for grammar... Fuck A is fuck in its subjunctive future interior past tense feminine form. (laughs) How's that for academic authority? Matt, you are,
0: you're becoming an academic yourself. You could write a paper on the conjugation of the word, uh, fuck A, um, up here, well, you know what?
1: Before before we... we get there, though, Mio, I just want to tell you one thing. That there's, there's a fascinating thing about that phrase, tabernacle, patente et tout fucké," because most of those words are also English words. Tabernacle is, mm-hmm. of course, the tabernacle from the church, and all the Quebec swear words are actually religious words Sacrament. exactly which talks about the relationship that Quebecers have with the roman catholic church mm-hmm. very tentative <laughs> um, and the word patente is the american word patent yeah and the reason that the french use it like that is because when things were being invented there were not always words for these things in french a lot of these american inventions were coming into the country and so on the other side of each widget or whatever there would be the word patent Right? Patent pending. And so the yes. French thought that that was, you know, they just called it a patente. <laughs> so, <laughs> tabernacle patente tout fucke That's the origin of that
0: phrase. Should we also tell people that there is another uh, meaning for the word fuck uh, in French? That's Quebec, a very perhaps? good
1: idea. Go for that. In
0: French, the word fuck also means seal as in the uh the north pole animal that lies orr, on an orr, iceberg orr, exactly orr, <laughs> that's <a> good... <laughs> so you might also confuse the immigration officer who might think that a seal is in the airport somewhere <laughs> <laughs> we could go on however up here we have what you call canadian english and You know, of course, it's based on British English. The British used to be our masters, our overlords, uh, when they ganged up with the French and stole the lands owned and operated by the indigenous peoples. So up here, we spell things differently than you. We pronounce things differently than you, and we expect that once you arrive, find a place to crash and get a gig, you'll respect our spelling.
1: We also punctuate differently than you. For example, as a modest, quiet, humble people, we rarely use exclamation points. Way too showy. Mio, I have a language issue specific to the podcast that I that I want to address on today's podcast. Okay. I was listening to mm-hmm. last week's show, doing the uh what we call the quality control check, you know, after the mix just to make sure that everything's together, yeah. blah blah blah. And I was listening and I, and I got kind of a bit horrified by myself because I thought, you know, every single time I voice an American character dialect on this show, a show that we created for progressives, I use mm. a very pronounced Southern accent. And let's just say, you know, not the gracious, elegant accent of the South. I use the Southern accent from a <laughs> sketchy trailer park from Mitch McConnellville in downtown Tennessee. It's not cat on a hot tin roof. That's right. Mm -hmm. This has to be obnoxious. I mean, and I feel bad. I feel like I've been rude. I feel like I've been unfeeling. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, and I want to apologize. I mean, you guys in the States, you're traumatized by pandemics, by white trash capital insurrections, by Uh, Lindsey Graham. And and,
0: and ice storms.
1: And ice storms. That's true. Mm -hmm. And every time I I role play American, I make you sound like Honey Boo Boo's baby daddy. No wonder (laughs) our listenership in Canada is so large. (laughs) But, but I'm going to make a promise of performance right now, and my promise of performance for this show is I will not be speaking hillbilly anymore on today's program. Respect.
0: Oh, wow. You're going on a hillbilly diet. That's right. Hillbilly but light. Matt, <laughs> Matt, I think you're being a little too you know hard on yourself. I've personally heard you do Midwest accents, New Jersey hoodlum, and New York cab driver.
1: Uh, you're very kind, but that was not a cab driver. It was an intellectual.
0: Someone call NYU.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what professors are doing now in this. That's what associate (laughs) adjunct professors are doing now in the states. They're driving driving cab cab on the.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So letters in our alphabet, yes, our alphabet are pronounced differently. Actually, just one, the last one. Your Z is our Z. And this is crucial because once you get here and decide you want to start identifying as a Canadian, say Z as in zoo, Z-O-O, and boom, you just outed yourself as a yank.
1: So, Mio, to bring our progressives through a few crucial linguistic points and Canadian expressions, I've created a true or false quiz, and I'd like you to take it because you're our guinea pig. Are you feeling good? It's on my schedule. That was a terrible
0: British accent.
1: It's Schedule. Very good. It's on my schedule. You know, just to, to let you know how arrogant Americans are, when I first got up to Canada from New York and I heard a Canadian national news anchor pronounce it schedule, I was like a 12-year-old American child punk. I thought <laughs> I caught the professional announcer making a mistake. That's how arrogant we are as Americans. Wow. Yeah. I caught him. I caught him. He said schedule when he should have said schedule. Holy shit. Okay, you ready for your exam? Let's do it. Okay. Question number one. You are a clerk in a Canadian store. A customer makes a purchase. Following the transaction, the customer says, thank you. You say, "Uh uh-huh, "Some bitch, or you're welcome. Sorry?
0: (laughs) That was a bad joke. Uh, You're welcome.
1: That's very good. But did you ever notice that in the States, they don't say that anymore? They say, "Uh uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I I figured that the first two options were American and number three was the Canadian way of saying, "Uh
1: uh-huh, or son bitch. You are so analytical. I mean, I'm just trying to get you to just do the test like (laughs) as a real person, but you're just like, you're you're analyzing chances and I guess that's what you do with the test. Okay, give me the next one, come on. Okay, so number two. In Canada, Beyonce's husband's name is pronounced J-Z, (laughs) J-Z. This is like... This is like a dad joke. Um, everyone knows
0: that in Canada, it's pronounced J-Z. Perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. What is the plural of the second person personal pronoun? Use guys, y'all, or motherfuckers?
0: This is very hard. I mean, I, I think that, ooh, I'm going to go with use guys.
1: That's very good. Good. You're yeah. winning. Yeah. You're doing it. Okay, okay. You've been asked to Netflix and chill. What will you do? One, watch an audiovisual program on a television set. Two, take off your underpants. Three, all of the above.
0: I mean, that assumes that I wear underpants at all, but I'm going to say all of the, the above. All
1: of the above. And it just shows you how dated this show is. I mean, a television set. <laughs> a television <laughs> set. Oh, my God. Coming to you live from 1959, the first podcast in the world. Okay. What is the correct spelling of the word color in Canada? Oh, okay. C-O-L-O-R. Hmm. C-O-L-O-U-R. B and W.
0: Okay, I'm going to answer this question correctly, but I have to tell you, I find that number two, which is the right answer, color mm-hmm. I just find that the U is completely unnecessary. We all know what we're talking about without the U.
1: Okay, so in Canada, a hoser is a firefighter. <laughs> an irrigation specialist. Canada's version of American White trash. <laughs> I love all of those. Can we say D all of the above?
0: Do it. Goo 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 goo. He's in two goo go 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 go
1: Um. Well, yeah, you could say D, but there's only it only goes up to C. I, <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying, D. So yeah, I okay, got it. Uh, one, two, three, D. Um, yes. <laughs> I,
0: I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Canada's version of American white trash, uh, but I love the other two options.
1: Thank you, thank you. Um, a loony is a one mentally unstable coworker. Two, an increment of Canadian money generally valued at 78 cents American. Three, half of a toonie. Four, all of the above.
0: All of the above, however, the even more correct answer would be number two, an increment of Canadian money generally valued around 78 cents American.
1: Excellent. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. You did well. You that, did was a, very that was a well. trick question. Thank you. So I can stay. Yeah. I can stay. I, I, I passed the immigration test then. It was a trick question.
1: It was a crappy questionnaire.
0: Well, well he, I think we've talked about this before, where uh, cert, there's certain tests that people have to take when they're coming into the country that some Canadians would not be able to pass. So it, it is That's for sure. Right? So it, it is comforting to me that I, I know something about our country.
1: No, you did very well. And, and I'll tell you something, you know, uh, in preparation for this particular episode, I did take uh, some sample language tests. Mm. The language tests are given by independent companies. They're not given by the government. Mm. And I'll tell you, you know, I do have my grade nine, but. Uh, <laughs> your grade nine what? A... <laughs> your grade nine,
0: like learning how to uh, learning how to speak English? Is that what you. No, you're... my
1: grade nine diploma.
0: <laughs> oh, your grade nine diploma. Right. What? What is that? <laughs> what? Is that the document that they give you when they expel you from school? <laughs> this is really getting to be kind of edgy and kind of cruel. <laughs> Wait, and I no, I rather... really th- I'm very proud. Sorry, of... sorry. You grew up on PEI. So yes, the, the grade nine diploma.
1: Yeah, I have it. Okay. Okay. Just chill on the okay. fucking diploma, <laughs> okay. man.
0: Okay, let's let's go for it.
1: I just want to say so so we did the test, I did this language test that they give, you know, mm, oh, right. uh, yeah, yeah. immigrants. Mm-hmm. And uh I mean, it, it's surprising because there's a lot of stuff about comprehension and the comprehension stuff is not that easy. It's not comprehensible. It's not comprehensible when you have your grade nine. <laughs> I was, I was impressed. Okay, look, if you played along with the test at home or wherever you're listening to the podcast and you got two out of seven, you can teach Canadian studies at Princeton. If you got five out of seven, you will receive your approved Canadian citizenship in the mail once you subscribe to this podcast on the platform of your choice. new O oh Canada. Yeah, welcome. If you scored 8 out of 8, you are very smart, but way too ambitious, way too American. We don't appreciate that kind of striving in these parts. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You fail, sorry, the rest of you will have to retake the test because Striver here fucked up the grading curve for everyone else. <laughs>
0: You know, the easiest way to get into Parliament is, um, is you, people think that you're a snob or you're too smart. In a lot of small places, they send away the person they don't actually like.
1: <laughs> I had never heard no, that No, before. I'm serious.
0: They do. It's like, if they like the candidate too much, they don't want them to leave. Yeah, that's, that's very funny. Mm. So beyond the rigors of study, and, and I just, you know, uh, I don't give a fuck what my American spell check says about it. Rigor is spelt with U up here. R I G O
1: U R. Mhm. Now, you know how this all starts, right? Worldwide American dominance, American exceptionalism. The spell checker on our studio equipment is programmed in the US, and we don't have a studio. Do we? Okay. No, but I'm American, and I am recording this podcast in my closet, but because of the American exceptionalism, which is a gene cluster that I was born with, I have the right to call it a studio. <laughs> When I click on the studio computer icon called Canadian English, it still spells in American. What? Yep. Imagine how Francophone Canadians felt when the World Wide Web decided it didn't like all those silly little accents they toss indiscriminately around their letters.
0: Okay, I was making a point before I was interrupted by an American. (laughs) Beyond the rigors, R I G O U R S, of study, the best way to understand Canadian slang is to watch Canadian feature films, and this is not as easy as you might think. Wait, how can that be? I hear you ask. Aren't Toronto and Vancouver nicknamed Hollywood North? Well, yes, this is where American studios come to make their films, because they get Canadian tax breaks. Mm -hmm. And the American dollar is worth more, and Mm -hmm. we have developed an excellent little people film industry.
1: Yeah, your studios come up here with your big stars, your top-billed directors, your casting agents, your directors of photography and designers, and we supply the day players, the assistant camera operators, the cables, and some snacks. We can easily make Toronto look like New York by dumping a shit ton of US-style prop garbage on our clean streets and painting all the cabs yellow. Oh yeah, and teaching all the extras how to hork on the sidewalk. A hork. Yep, send in the hork, coach! It's so easy. So when you're done shooting your big blockbuster American picture, you take it back to America and you do all your post-production there. And rolling! Sound speed. And action!
0: We, on the other hand, make our films here. We tell Canadian stories... Or we're supposed to anyway, but we're so hungry for an international hit, we tell universal Canadian stories. Nothing too Canadian. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't always work. Don't get me wrong, great films are made in Canada by Canadians. We have amazing writers, Mm -hmm. actors, directors, DOPs, you name it. The talent up here is awesome, but domestic films only occupy, this is crazy, 1.5% to 2% of our national screens. The rest is all your blockbusters, your film franchises, and the odd wannabe art film. Can you believe that? One to two percent of our own screens held by Canadian releases? The marketing campaign for a Canadian film release does not last as long as this sentence. Wow, great campaign meal.
1: Was that nice? That was beautiful. I was moved. I'm going to see that picture. French films in Quebec do a little better, but not much. The Canadian government invests more than $100 million a year in a film agency called Telefilm, which is responsible for assisting in domestic film production and marketing in both English and French Canada. Additionally, film producers can receive tax credits, which are actually cash payments based on a complicated formula of labor hired, location of the production, and the digestive difficulties of a mid-level film bureaucrat.
0: In fact, when you get the money, they actually hand it to you in an envelope. It's called an envelope. It is called an envelope. That's
1: very true. Mm -hmm. They don't hand you cash, though. Oh, they don't? Oh, I thought they hand you an envelope full of cash. No, 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 no. That's uh, Bruno, who's helping you finance your porn film, (laughs) is giving you a... Yes. Okay, uh, Toronto hosts one of the biggest and most important film festivals in the world. It's called the Toronto International Film Festival (TIFF), and it transforms Toronto into a sycophantic berg of fans struck by American and British actors. Now, I need to set the record straight here. I am not an actor, though I have occasionally played one on TV. So, it's not like I'm filled with the petty jealousies of a preening mid-level Canadian star. But you know Toronto, there are actors who live there year-round. Some of them are actually very talented and somewhat well-known. But the way it's played at the Toronto International Film Festival, you'd think the Torontonians who line up in the sun for hours and hours just to get a glimpse of a DiCaprio or an Aniston have never actually seen an actor in their natural red-carpeted habitat.
0: If you can actually find a Canadian film, study the slang and the vocal tics carefully. It'll help you ace your immigration test. Forget about it!
1: No, Mio. It's pronounced forget about it eh? Thanks for listening to the independent podcast Yes We Canada. Hit subscribe or like on your favorite platform and there's a new episode every Tuesday night. You can join the discussion on Twitter at @yeswecanadapod. And if you're so inclined, writing a kind review is also greatly appreciated. I know, we sound needy, don't we? Well, as we say up here in Canada, sorry. Thanks for listening.
0: See you next week.